0: good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen, amen. If you'll stand with me and turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 15. While you're doing that, Genesis chapter 15, I like to say I wish Pastor was preaching tonight, because I love to hear him preach. Amen. But even though he's not preaching, I am sure glad he is here at least. Amen. You've got to count every blessing. Amen. I think it's a blessing for him to be in the house prayer tonight. There's just something different in the spirit when the man of God's here and when he's not. There's just something about it. It's different when he's not around. And I'm thankful he's here tonight in this service. And he asked me to speak tonight. And I'm going to try my very best to speak. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to stand behind this pulpit and for the confidence he's put in me to be able to speak tonight. Looking at Genesis chapter 15 and looking at verse 1. After these, these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Going over to the New Testament, I'd like you to go to Galatians chapter 4. <clears throat> but keep your finger there in Genesis, because we're going to go back there. Galatians chapter 4. And we're going to begin, <clears throat> excuse me. Verse number sixteen: Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously affect you, but now, well, yea, they would be exclude you that ye might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected, always in a good thing, and not only when and present with you. I am present with you. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman made, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. For a few moments I want to speak on this subject tonight. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Think about that. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help me tonight and help everyone in this house. Lord, thankful, oh God, for all that You have done, Lord Jesus. Thankful, oh God, Your Spirit, Lord, that we have felt, Lord, in this house tonight. The anointing, O oh Lord, of the Holy Ghost that we have felt. The move of the Holy Ghost in our midst. Lord you have been so very good to us uh, Lord and I pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest oh God upon me oh Lord and upon every heart uh, of every individual in this house tonight uh, Lord speak to the saints of God I pray uh, stir us oh Lord and awaken us uh, even in the midst of blessings oh God that you would speak to us uh, Lord for we need to hear your voice tonight in this house uh, Lord we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray uh, hallelujah hallelujah before you're seated turn and shake someone's hand and say substituting a blessing for a birth i'm going to have you read some blessing for a birth i'm going to have you read some verses tonight that's all right yeah don't mind okay If you would, go back with me again, back to Genesis. And you may not know where I'm going with this, but I'll hopefully by the time I'm done, you'll know where I'm going. You may say, well, this subject of birth is fresh on your mind. And yeah, it is. It's real fresh on my mind. I can still hear those ladies yelling in that hospital. It's still rings in my ear. But substituting a blessing... For a birth. Looking at our Scripture lesson day back in Genesis chapter 15, we see Abraham some eight years after we read in chapter thir- chapter 12, when God tells him, get up out of your land and among your kinmen, and I want you to go up, and I am going to bless you, and looking at chapter 12 and verse number 2, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Yes, sir. God had given Abraham a promise that he was going to bless him. Amen. And he was going to be a big nation. Amen. Well, for there to be a large nation to come out of Abraham, there's first got to be that first one. Right. And that's what Abraham was looking for. He didn't want the great nation. He just wanted that one son. Uh-huh. But look over in chapter 13... In verse 6, God reversed his promises. He first promised him in verse 2. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation. And then he said, and I will bless thee. God didn't answer the way he promised Abraham. He answered in a different order. Look at verse 13 and you'll find, and the land was not able to bear them. Who is this talking about? It's talking about Lot and Abram. It says, And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. That lets me know, that's just a little hint to me, that God started blessing Abraham. God was pouring out a blessing upon him. He did not answer according to what he had promised Abram, but he did answer with a blessing. If you look over to our scripture lesson in chapter 15, what I find is a sermon I preach back up the road, the desire of a husband. I look at Abraham and I see the desire of a husband to finally have a kid of his own. And that's a natural feeling. There's very few people you run into that will not say, I'd like to have a son or a daughter someday very few people say hey i don't want nothing to do with those little rugrats you keep those little rugrats away from you and there are some that are away and usually they're the grouchy ones man they're the grouchy ones stingy ones selfish ones is what i don't want those kids because they're going to take my time and my money but we look down at abraham and god had richly blessed him to the point that the land could not contain what god had given to him but when you look in Genesis chapter 15, you see the desire of Abraham was to have a son. Abraham was not content with all of the blessings that God had poured up upon him. He had given him many cattle and many things. But Abraham in his heart had a desire that a son would be born out of him. Out of, out of him. Yeah, right. A desire, I'm still... Speaking on the substance tonight, substituting a blessing for a birth. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Abraham still had a hunger saying, God, you kept your promise on blessing me. That's all right. But that's not good enough. I want to have a son of my own born in my own house of my own flesh. I want to see something given life in my own house that's my own blood. He wasn't satisfied with the blessings of the Lord upon his house. I'm still preaching on substituting a blessing for a birth. He had such a desire and Sarah looked at him and I'm sure Abraham was depressed. And I believe Sarah probably seen that. Didn't matter what she fixed him roast turkey, it didn't matter with all the trimmings, it didn't matter seemed still to be depressed because something was missing he had money in his pocket and a nice car in the driveway but he still wasn't satisfied because there was something missing what was it? God had promised something but he hadn't fulfilled it yet substituting a blessing for a birth and here comes Sarah along as we know the story and he says, hey, she says hey you know what? I have a plan that we can be able to fulfill your desire and also answer God's promise to you. Okay. Oh my! I've got a plan here. My, my, my. And I think I ate pizza last night and it came to me in a dream. But I think it's still a good plan. And Sarah said, listen, I want you, and everybody knows the story, I want you to take my woman and have a child by her. Let me tell you something, honey. That's still happening today in the United Pentecostal Church.
1: All right, come on. Okay.
0: We got some people who don't want to wait on a revival to come from the Lord. They're saying we can't have a revival with standards. Uh huh. What is the bond woman? That bond woman was still a slave. That bond woman was still a servant. That bond woman was never free yet. And we've got a lot of people today. They want to say, hey, let's lay aside standards so we can have a revival. Honey, if you have a revival, laying aside standards, there's still going to be bondage. There's going to be bond women giving birth to bond children. But there's some people who want to substitute a blessing for a birth. And they'll do anything to get a birth in their church. And Brother Louie, there's some people, you might have even got those people to church today if you wouldn't have been such a stickler on that part about speaking in tongues. And there's some people today, even in our ranks of the United Pentecostal Church, that are saying, hey, we really don't have to speak with tongues. Maybe it's not really important. Look at all the people that we're pushing on the outside by standing by this thing. Let me tell you something. We need to stand by truth, and we need to stand by speaking in tongues. If we're going to have a birth, let's have it by Sarah and not by some bond woman. Come on. Because even though there was a birth in the house, and there was a birth and it was of the blood of Abraham, it was not the promise. We read over there in the Galatians where it said, that was not a birth according to the promise, that was a birth according to bondage. That mother was in bondage. And we got a lot of churches that think they're saved, and they're still in bondage, and they're trying to give birth to some children. But those children are being born still in chains. They're never being set free from their sin. I don't want to ever get to the point that I want a revival so bad that I'm willing to give away my virtues and the truth of the word of God to have a revival. We don't need a revival that way. We need to just wait on God and allow God to pour out a revival according to his promise. And stand by truth. Because it may still be a child of Abraham but it's in bondage That's right. it's in bondage That's right. and you know what happens when that little baby's on the inside of that mother guess what that baby is eating guess who's feeding that baby you tell me who was feeding abraham's little baby ishmael when he is inside the womb It was a slave that was feeding his baby. We got some churches that have never laid off the bonds of sin that are trying to give birth to children and they're still in bondage themselves. It's time that we get a real revival among the church. I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have some Delorite and some retarded kids if we don't get the bondage that's binding us up as a church and lay it aside and become a free through him. Then when we give birth, our births are going to be free from sin. Because our children are going to eat from the family. We got some fetuses right here in this church, honey. And guess what they're feeding off? They're feeding off of you they're feeding off of your attitude they're feeding off your faithfulness to the house of God they're feeding off of your worship why? because they don't have the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside yet they haven't been born yet if they haven't come down and been born at an altar of repentance and went down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus and been filled with the Holy Ghost they haven't been born yet they're still feeding off of us that's why it's so important to us to stay strong in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there are some in this church that need the strength of the Holy Ghost from us to help them. <laughs> Mothers have miscarriages. And I hate to bring that up because I know that's a sensitive thing with some of you because that's happened to some of you but oftentimes time the reason why there's a miscarriage is because there's some weakness in the body of the mother maybe it's in the uterus or something that can't allow that to attach itself to the uterus and hold on so there's a miscarriage I'm afraid in this church if some of us don't get really dedicated to God there's going to be some miscarriages that are going to happen in this church we're going to see some people that if God has put a seed in their heart that are going to begin to start drifting out the door why? because we couldn't give birth to it when it was here. We've got to be a fit mother to give birth. I'm still talking about substituting a blessing for a birth hop on over a couple more chapters or whatever and you're going to find somebody else uh, who couldn't have a child Uh, we look at Jacob uh, over in Genesis chapter 30 uh, and a girl by the name of Rachel uh, and Jacob had worked seven years to get Rachel and boy he was disappointed when he raised that veil honey and seen that ugly woman Leah there I drive a man to drinking I tell you Well, what do you do you're already married now you're going back and serve seven more years and he went back and served seven more years 14 years he has invested now now he's got 14 years and maybe fifteen sixteen years down the road and guess what Jacob finds out Jacob finds out Rachel can't have a baby well, for- the one he loves cannot have baby but if you look right before Genesis 30 you're going to find out Jacob was a very blessed man Man, blessings of God had poured out on Jacob but if you look at the story you're going to find out where there was a desire for a son to be born by the one he loved Jacob had children by Leah he already had kids But there was something about the love he had between Rachel. He wanted more than just the kids by Leah. He wanted a kid by Rachel. Why? Because he loved her and that was his ultimate goal was her. Because he loved her. Yeah, she gave me kids. But I want to have a kid by her, by Rachel. And Rachel wanted to have a child. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 30. And we're going to see where there was a desire in the heart of Rachel. To have a child Jesus. and when Rachel saw 30 in verse 1 and when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob give me children or else I die when I see that you know what I see I see a woman who wanted a child really bad I see someone with a desire that wanted to have a birth and wanted a child to come through her because of the man she loved. But then you'll find out Jacob wanted a child too because if you read on down there, you're going to find out. What are you blaming me for? Is it my fault? There's no problem with me. Rachel, there's no problem with me. Look over there. You think there's a problem with me? Leah's got a bunch of them behind her. Everything's well with me. I got proof. See that whole line of kids? Honey, there's nothing wrong with this guy. There's something wrong with you that you can't give a child. But she still had a desire and Jacob had a desire. I'm still talking about substituting a blessing for a birth. Jacob had many things and many blessings but still in the heart of Jacob there was a desire to see a birth.
1: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. If you go on over, you're going to find another story about Manoah and his wife. And you're going to find out where she didn't have a child. And for time's sake, I'm going to skip over this. But just to mention, there was a great desire within Manoah. There was a great desire within his wife to have a child. And God seen that, and God honored that. Now then, go with me to 1 Samuel. I'm still preaching. On this subject, I'm not going to preach long tonight, but I want to tell you, I'm still preaching on this. Get this in your heart and in your mind. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Turn to First Samuel chapter one, and we're going to begin with verse one. And we got a little length, lengthy reading. And for my voice sake, I'm going to ask Pastor read this, starting with verse one and read all the way down to verse seventeen.
1: Now there was a certain man of Ramoth, Am Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Panina. And Panina had children. But Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. Mm-hmm. When the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Panina his wife. And to all her sons and her daughters portions. Mm. But unto Hannah mm. he gave a worthy portion. Mm. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Mm. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept, and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. And Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look. Mm. ...on the affliction of thine handmaid. Mm -hmm. And remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, Uh and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine hand made for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him we read that whole thing so you could see the
0: picture that's here but I'm still preaching on substituting a blessing for a birth look at this picture here's Elkanah and Penina and their big old big old group of kids over here with her whole bunch of them all around her mommy 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 and all the joy that's there and daddy 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 and then you look over here and you see Hannah no children Nobody to call her mother. Nobody there pulling her her little dress there and saying, hey mom, get me this and get me that. No children there. But if you look in verse 5, what did it say Elkanah did? It says that Elkanah gave her what? Gave her what? I'm talking about substituting a blessing for a birth. Even though Elkanah gave Hannah a worthy blessing and portion and poured out a blessing upon her. And she had an abundance. There was something in the heart of Hannah that could not be satisfied with just the stuff that was given to her. There was a desire that was inside of Hannah that says, I'm not satisfied with just the blessings, but I want a birth. I want a son to come forth out of this body right here. She wasn't satisfied with what Elkanah could give to her, but she wanted the Lord to bless her with the birth of a child, and that desire inside of her was so strong that we find her in the temple, in the temple, laying down, travailing. oh, God, look upon the affliction of your handmaiden, can't you see? I don't want the blessings. I don't want all the things that Helcina can give to me. The new dresses. uh, The nice car. uh, The nice house. uh, All the money and those things. I don't want them. Ah, my desire is to have a son remove the reproach off of thy handmaiden. And as she's there, you can hear the travail. And it gets to a point that you couldn't even hear her speaking. She was moving her lips, but her voice was not heard. But there was something going on in the heart of Hannah. There was a desire there to see a birth occur. There was something inside of her that wanted a man-child that wanted to see a birth occur. And Eli came alone. Someone in the church came alone. And they misinterpreted what they seen. And they said, hey, you drunkard, get up off the floor. Not seeing really what was going on on in the inside. And what really was going on in the heart of Hannah. Yeah. And something else. I thought this was interesting. Here Eli is cursing her and saying, hey, you're a drunken woman. But he didn't even see how God was fixing to use that very one that he was putting down to be the biggest blessing of his entire life.
1: That's right. That's the truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: We misinterpret the actions of people in the church, and we slam them for what we see them doing or think they're doing. And we get them, we think they got the wrong motive, and we get these crazy things in our head about them. And it may turn around. God uses that very one you've slammed and knocked down to turn around and be the very blessing, the one to pour out a blessing upon your home and to be able the one to reach your children.
1: Hallelujah. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the
0: truth. Eli couldn't see what God was doing. But he better thank God forever and ever for what that lady was doing on the floor of that temple. She was travailing not only for a son to be born, but she was travailing for the future of Israel. Yes, sir. Amen. Eli couldn't see that. Why? Because he wasn't in touch with God. But there was a woman that had such a desire to see a birth that she was willing. I I don't care what people think about me but through travail i'm going to ask god to give me a birth substituting a blessing for a birth hannah didn't do it she wasn't willing to take the things that elkanah gave to her and take those instead of the child i want a child i want a child yeah. <laughs> I want a child. I want a birth to occur. Let me tell you something, church. There's a mother that's here setting before me. There's a mother that is setting in the house tonight. And I wonder if there's a desire within this mother that is setting before me, within the bride that is setting before me, that I have the same desire that says, I want a birth more than I want blessings, God. You know what happens? We've been blessed in this service alone, honey. God's poured out His blessings upon us. God's richly blessed us. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost is ministered to my heart. But my Lord and my God, I hope we never substitute the blessing and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost for our birth to be born in the house of God. We get too content. Why? Because we're selfish. We're Americans. We're Americans that want to give me, 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 give me. We're looking around saying, God, give me a blessing. God, give me this. God, give me a house. God, give me a car. God, give me this. God, give me money. God, give me a race. My Lord and my God, it's time we quit looking for a blessing and start seeing some births occur in the house of God. We're substituting a blessing for a birth. We're substituting a new car for somebody praying through in our altars and seeing a birth. We're substituting raises on our jobs for a birth to occur in the altar. Ask yourself why we are not seeing more births in these altars. And I'll tell you what it is. We're more interested in getting a blessing from God than we are seeing a birth occur in our altars we are substituting blessings for bursts. And honey, God's not going to keep on pouring out blessings unless there's some bursts that occur in the house. You mark my word. God's not just going to keep on pouring and pouring and pouring unless we get busy with God and let there be some bursts occur in this house. Hear what I say? You hear what I say? Every one of us can name something we've substituted that's taking away time from the house of prayer. I'm talking about myself, honey. I'm preaching to me. I already preached this sermon to me once today and I'm preaching it again to me. Why? Because I substitute seeing bursts in these altars to see us have a great blessing and pouring out pouring the Holy Ghost in this church why are we in this world Are we here just God to pour out great blessings upon us every service when we come here is that what he told us to do just come to my house and just get over flooded with blessings all the time just pray for new things all the time No, that ain't God's desire. God's desire is, hey, go out there and reach the lost and tell this world. It's not God's desire. He's going to bless the church if you walk according to His Word. Yes, and that's going to happen. But along with that, we need to have some births occur in the house. And let me tell you something, honey. We're not going to have some births in this church until some of us get to the place where Hannah got It's going to take some of us getting to the place nothing else matters. Don't matter how much money I got in my pocket, honey. That's not satisfying me. I want to see someone born again in these altars in this church. And honey... You put it into action. And how do you do that? You do just like Hannah did. She found her a place to pray. She got on her knees in travail and she got a hold of God. And God, let me tell you something God can't turn a deaf field to a travailing church. Uh, if we get on our knees and travail to God, He's going to give us some birth in His house. Why? Because there's a desire of the Father. There's a desire of the Father who wants to have birth in the house. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, my Lord and my God, hallelujah! I want to say I'm so thankful for my wife. And I'll tell you one thing I am thankful. I am not a woman. Some of you fathers can say amen to that, honey. I am thankful. I am not a woman, but I am thankful for the five kids my wife has given to us in birth. Thankful for this last one. And let me tell you something. We talked a long time about that number five. We looked at that checkbook a long time before that number five. When we came down to this point, we said to ourselves, Do we want lots of money? In the big houses, or do we want another son to play with Darian? Are we willing to sacrifice the blessings for a birth? Are we wanting that money and stuff that we're gonna to have to spend out on him more than have that other kid? Are we willing to sacrifice to have birth and have another kid born in our house? And we came down to the point where we decided, hey, it's alright, we may never have a big house, but that's alright. I got me a nice little fat boy. And Tony, I'm a proud father. I believe God would be a lot more satisfied in our Heavenly Father if we didn't have so many material blessings, but if the church would give Him more births. You can't tell me, God... I know God's happy when we're blessed, yes. But I believe our Heavenly Father would be much more thrilled if He could see some births occurring in this altar out of His bride more than the new car. I don't believe God gets as excited about a new car as the angels of heaven begin to shout when somebody repents of their sins in this altar. I don't believe the angels of heaven start dancing when you get a new house. But I know one thing. When somebody repents of their sins all the angels in heaven begin to shout. Out because there's a new soul that's name has been written down in that heavenly book Woo! hallelujah I'm still preaching on the subject substituting a blessing for birth putting it in the balance on this side blessings cars money raises things and on this side a new birth someone getting holy ghost i'm not talking about one thousand two thousand getting the holy ghost no i'm talking about one person i'm talking about one person getting the Holy Ghost on this side and all the money in this world on this side. I want to ask you, what's the most important thing? The millions on this side are just one soul on that side. We're substituting money for souls. We're substituting blessings for births. It's time we get our priorities right and realize God wants more than anything births to occur in this body. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. We're going to begin with verse 1 and read down through verse 9, substituting a blessing for birth. Pastor, would you read that, Isaiah 66:1?
1: Thus saith the Lord: The heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? Oh my. And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. And trembleth at my mm. word. Mm. He that killeth an ox mm. is as if he slew a man. Uh-huh. He that sacrificeth a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. He that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. Mm. I also will choose their delusions, Mm. and will bring their fears upon them, Mm. because when I called, none did answer. When I spake. They did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that Uh in which I delighted not. Mm -hmm. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word, Mm -hmm. your brethren that hated you, Uh that cast you out for my name's sake. The Trinitarians, folks, uh-huh. said, uh-huh. let the Lord be glorified, mm-hmm. but he shall appear to your joy, That's right. and they shall be ashamed. Right. A voice of noise from the city, yes. a voice from the temple, mm-hmm. a voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemies before she prevaileth. She brought forth. Before her pain came. She was delivered of a man child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion prevailed. Mm. She brought forth her children. Mm. Shall I bring to the birth. And not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord. Mm. Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God? Mm.
0: We got a misconception yes, we do. in our little noggin. Yes, this is it. Some of us fathers think we give birth children you don't give birth to children i never gave birth to one of my children that boy back there i never gave birth to that boy i gave conception to that boy i never gave birth to him you know who gave birth to that baby my wife she gave birth the baby. All I did was bring about conception. The birth came from the mother. We got this crazy ideal in our heads. We're going to have a revival and God's just going to give us some great revival. And we're going to see souls just filled with the Holy Ghost over and over and over and just filled our altars. Honey, you got it all wrong. God is going to work this way. God is going to bring about conception in the hearts of individuals in the house and in this city. It's going to be up to the mother to bring forth birth. It's not going to be the father that's going to bring forth birth. I stood beside the bed of those five children and honey, there was nothing I could do to bring forth that birth. And honey, there was nothing I could do whether that kid lived or died. I was just there to help all I could to have that birth there. I was kind of the cheering section. Come on, breathe. Come on, keep concentrating. Come on, breathe. No, no, look at me, look at me, look at me. No, you're looking away, look at me. Concentrate nothing that's all i could do but the birth had to come through the mother let me tell you something if we're ever going to have a revival here in beaverton it's not going to be because of god only it's going to be because of the mother of the church he's going to bring about a birth God's already started conception in the heart of some in this church. There's some that need the Holy Ghost, and God's already put the seed in there. The problem is that we don't really, we've substituted a blessing for a birth. We're so happy with our blessings, we don't ever get in travail for these souls that need to be born in our altars. It's up to the mother to give the birth. Look back at this verse and what are you going to find out? It says a voice, a voice of noise in verse 6 from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord that renders recompense to his enemy. Before she developed, she brought forth. What are you, crazy? Wow, she had the kid and then she had the the labor pains, the contractions. Child's already here, now she's having contractions. That's what he's saying. He said oh yeah we got the burst now now let's start travailing. Oh, we filled up the altar you know, we got the Holy Ghost now let's start travailing. is that what he's saying behold she travailed she brought forth before her pains came she was delivered of a man child huh. who have heard of such a stupid thing who have seen such a stupid thing huh it's not going to happen Hannah would have died without one child if she wouldn't have took it up on herself to get on her knees in a temple and to get a hold of God for a birth to occur through her. Because Hannah, Elkanah, he was satisfied and he was just saying, okay, that's what God has got, got for you and that's all right. And he was satisfied, but Hannah was not satisfied. She decided, hey, if there's going to be a birth here, there's going to have to be some travail in the spirit. There's going to have to be someone who gets real serious with God if we're going to have a birth. Honey, it hasn't changed to this very hour. You can pray from the morning tonight for a revival. But, honey, we're not going to have a revival in Beaverton until this church decides we're going to get in travail and get a hold of God. And more than the blessings, we're going to have a birth in our altar. Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Get this, church. For as soon, in verse 8, For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth trilled children. Who's Zion? Who's Zion? Who's Zion? Who's Zion? we're ever going to have a revival in this church, we're going to have to get serious with God and travail. Quit patty-caking and say it. God's really blesses, church. Look at this big great building he's given to us. God's really blessed me. Look at the money I have in the bank. Ooh, look at the money I have here. God's really blessed me. Ooh, I am thankful for God's blessing. And we can stand up and say, excuse me for just one moment. We can stand up in a testimony service and talk about how much great God has given us and how much more money God has given to us. But we how often we hear somebody stand up and say I thank God he led me by one hungry soul this week and I was able to touch one soul and see them feel with the Holy Ghost why because it's come on the back burner I'm talking to myself and this stuff's become more important to me than seeing souls saved in the altar and I even preoccupy myself trying to do the work of the Lord. And I've even allowed that to substitute getting a hold of souls and seeing them filled with the Holy Ghost. There is nothing, let me tell you something, there is nothing that such not substitute the souls being born in these altars. That church never gets done out there, honey. And if you never get a house, and you never get a car, and you never get anything, honey, that's all right. But if you can see some souls, and we see a great revival occurring in this church, honey, we've been blessed. Honey, we've been blessed. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn to one last verse, and then I'm going to quit. You got my word, honey. Turn to Isaiah chapter 37. <sighs> Substituting a blessing for a birth. Yeah. Substituting a blessing for a birth. Why? Because our eyes are in the wrong place. When King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. Pastor, would you read down to verse 3?
1: And he sent Eliakim who was over the household and Shebna the scribe and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth unto Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, this day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and of blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. There's people ready to be born here in
0: Beaverton, there's some babies that are ready to be born in this church. There's some people here that are hungry and God's already brought about conception. The problem's not with the father, honey. The fa- the problem's with the mothers. There's some babies that are ready, but I'm afraid the church is too weak to bring about the births that need to occur in this church. I'm going to tell you what we're substituting. We're substituting this stuff right here for something like this I know I'm talking about the physical thing Rachel come and get him I know I'm talking about the physical thing but I'm letting you tell you something there's something more valuable than even the physical birth there's something more important than that and what's that it's the spiritual birth this sermon's never even got a hold of us yet it's still not got a hold of us yet We still can't see the picture. Why? Because we're probably thinking about going home, sitting in our houses, and eating a nice big fat dinner. That's probably what we're looking at right now. We're interested in going getting in our nice fancy cars and going home. It's more than interested in seeing some of these men here that's been fighting in the spirit and not being able to us to give birth to, like Brother Mike Matasse and Brother Frank gets. We more appointed about going to get the hammer than it is for us to see these men get filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we like the blessings, but we don't like the birth. Why? Because birth hurts. Blessings feel really good, and boy, I like those blessings. But honey, when it comes time for birth, honey, they're screaming. Ah! There's pain there. Oh! Hold on to that bar. Come on, hold on to the bar and push. Oh! oh! It hurts. There's pain. There's ripping. There's blood. Ah! Oh! Come on, we're about to give birth, and there's got to be pushing there. There's got to be something that gives it all you got. There's pushing. Out. Oh! It hurts. You can hear women screaming way down the hall. Why? Because they're trying to give birth. But honey, we see us with our panic religion in a church. And we don't even want to get in, in a hold of God in our prayer and say, God, we want a birth. God, oh, give us children in this church. Oh. God, we gotta have souls. Oh, even in all I got. But I'm telling you, you got to wake up and realize an unfit mother cannot give birth to children. A weak mother cannot give birth to children. You know what happens when they can't give birth? They do what they call a C-section. When you can't give natural birth, there has to be a C-section. I hope it's never said of this church we were too weak to give birth in our altars. It goes back to this. This very question. Are we substituting blessings for births? I wish you could see. I know every father in this house has had the same feeling that I have had. And every man probably in this house has had the same feeling I have, and that is to have a son. But if you could just see our Heavenly Father and really realize how much a desire our Father really has to have a birth in this house. Some of you women, you may want children, and I know my wife having a children us having one. I've heard many of you say, boy, it makes me want to have another one. I know some of you do you don't it don't even bother you. It don't bother you one bit. You don't want to have a kid. That's right. Don't matter how many kids you see. But I know some of you it stirred you up. I want to have a child. And you know that's gonna happen in the spirit too. If we ever start having a revival in this church and start seeing some people give birth to children in these altars, then it's going to set off like a wildfire, I believe. And there's going to be some other people that's going to say, I want to see a birth too. I want to see a birth too. But I hope... We're not so blinded by our blessings that we can't see these hungry souls out there that need the truth. Let me tell you something church they're going to hell and God loves them just as much as He loved you. It was just by His mercy honey that you said in this house tonight you're not someone special. It's just because God has had mercy on you and He loves you. But there's some hungry hearts out there and the Father desires to give spiritual birth to those souls hallelujah 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 one more thought i thought back over some of the people that have won souls in this church and i thought this was interesting thought back over some of the souls saints in this church that have won souls to the Lord in this church it's really funny but you will notice that some of these that have been won by other people take on the characteristics of that person that won them to the Lord Do you notice that I could name some can also name you some that backslid and went out the door but they were the ones that brought them in here but I thought it was real innocent I started thinking because the Holy Ghost started bringing things back to my remembrance and I thought to myself in time I seen something in them that the very person that won them to the Lord had in them isn't that interesting I can name you names. i seen it, and there was a rebellion in them that they never got a hold of. And it's funny, the people they won to the Lord never got it out of them, too. That's the reason why there's things in us that when we give birth to people like Brother Mike Matassi, Brother Frank Getz, things are going to bleed through this body to them. That's the reason why we need to keep our lives under the blood and in the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we're going to feed these babies here. And when these babies are born, honey, they're going to be not only drawing food from this pulpit, they're going to be drawing food from this body right here and from the mother. And I don't want to have some dwarfed and some retarded new birth happen in in this altar. Somebody took on some characteristics of a retarded mother that didn't really have things right in her own body. <sighs> Pardon me. Think about all the kids that are born addicted to drugs. How did they get addicted to drugs? They got them through the mother. We need to be careful when we're putting, having births at these altars that our attitudes be right, our spirit be right. And we be right before God. Why? Because our spirit and our attitudes are going to bleed through us and we're going to instill them into these little babies. And in time, those things are going to come out in those babies in this church and give our pastor all kinds of trouble. Why? Because they were in us, the mother. It's going to happen. I'm going to close simply asking you this question. Are you substituting a blessing for a birth? Are you substituting? I want everyone in the house to close your eyes. It's time for an evaluation. I haven't been long. I've been about 50 minutes, 45 minutes. I haven't been long, and honey, it's only 8.30. So you got plenty of time for an evaluation. But I wonder, is there going to be someone... That's going to take on the spirit of Hannah in this church and say, Hey, more than any blessings from the God or even an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this church on my own soul. I want to see a birth occur in this church. God, I want you to use me. I don't want you to leave some other brother or sister in the church. I want a birth to occur through me. Listen to the voice of the Lord tonight. And I believe you can hear the voice of the Lord saying, Hey, I want to have a child through you. I want there to be birth through this mother but it's time for you to lay some things on the altar and to get in travail before God and allow God to get a hold of your heart and quit substituting blessings for a birth we need a birth in this church and we need a revival hallelujah 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 oh my lord and my god hallelujah I think it'd be good for everyone in the house. Hallelujah. I know you're not running the aisles, but it's time for us, every one of us, find a place on our knees and get a hold of God and say, God, I don't want blessings. I want a birth. God, I want to see souls born in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Oh God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Don't do a
0: five-minute prayer. Hannah stayed there a while and she travailed. Come on, let's get a hold of the burden, of the real burden of the Father, and that's to have kids. Come on, let's get a hold of the Spirit of God who says, I want to give forth birth in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, we need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need salvation, you can find it at this altar tonight. If you need repentance, you can find it at this altar. I believe there's a church that wants to give birth tonight. And if you need salvation, you need repentance. You can find it wherever you are. All you have to do is raise your hand and begin to call uh, upon the name of the Lord. Uh, and there's a church that's entered into veil uh, that's ready to give birth to a soul. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All you have to do is repent. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: Brother Delos Sparks, you are on target tonight. Men... Women, we need to hear what the Holy Ghost said. need to do it. I hope it goes with you from this house tonight. I hope as you begin your week, this week and tomorrow morning, you start interceding in prayer for souls. For revival. For God sent revival. Yes, yes, this is for men too. This is mama, he's father. This is mama, we're all mama. God wants mama to be healthy. God wants mama to be wholesome. God wants mama to take care of herself. Every man, every woman, every young person. We're living in a time when mamas are giving birth to babies that are druggies. We're living in a time when mamas are giving birth to babies that have nicotine fits. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. God, we want healthy babies. Babies that come through in victory. Amen. Please, church, take it with you tonight. Please hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. Please do it. In Jesus' name. It just grieves me dearly to see our young people come up through our ranks and slip through the cracks and they're gone. Could it be because Zion didn't travail? Just grow right up among us. And somehow they never really get prayed through. They never really get the victory they never come through in birth like God wants them to. Do you know they're lost? Do you know they're lost? Do you know tonight that Dustin Kingsland is lost? Do you know that Merle Webster is lost? Do you know that Sakina Figueroa is lost? My granddaughter is lost. Do you know that? Do you know I could name some more that are lost? That came up through here? They're not here tonight. Doesn't matter how good they are. They're lost. And if we don't intercede in prayer, who's going to do it? If we don't care, who's going to care? Amen. Amen. You hear me? i going to say something else that's going to be offensive. My wife and I have discussed it many times. But it's good for me to say it. I have watched parents now through the years. I've watched them. Their kids are coming up. They got strong standards in their home. They got strong leadership in their home. Just like Brother Frank Freena was telling me this morning. When he was growing up in his home, his dad had a designated place for everybody to sit around the table. And you didn't change that spot. That's where dad put you and you didn't fuss about it. Now today's kids want to quarrel where they sit at the table all because somebody's not taking the leadership at the house namely dad and you know if you come to my house dinner at my house and there's a bunch of you come do you know what I seat see everybody I tell everybody where they're going to sit at my house my wife don't I do that's my job I'm going to tell you where to sit because I'm the leader of my home and that's what God wants. I watch parents with these little kids coming up and when they get into the teen years and the kids in the teen years start applying pressure to dad and mom Parents change I've watched it over and over again somebody walked up to Sakina and said to Sakina to her face do you know you're a reproach Do you think she got offended? Do you think I got offended? Not a drop. Because she is a reproach. She's not just like another sinner out in this world. She's reproached her daddy's God. She's reproached her daddy. She's reproached her mama. She has reproached my wife. She has reproached me. She has reproached this church and you might as well shake your head up and down i don't understand why some of the rest of you don't feel about it the same way she's not like the sinner in the street she's raised in this her dad mom dedicated her to god all she's known has been the pentecostal church from December 19, 1976, until she left this place. Sure, she's a reproach. then you want to pet her on the back and pamper her. It's okay, Sakina. It's not okay, Sakina. And I don't feel right about it and I'm grandpa and I've got more invested in her than anybody in this house and so has my dear wife sure it's grievous but I'll tell you what I can't give her the right hand to fellowship and feel good about it because she's not right with God and she's want me to accept her like she is and pat her on the back and everything's okay everything's not okay it won't be okay until she really repents and comes clean before god so in the meantime who's going to intercede in prayer and make the difference who's going to call her name before god And ask God to have mercy and bring her back and bring her to her senses and wake her up. Show her the way. Who's going to do it if we don't do it? Who's going to do it if mama doesn't do it? If mama doesn't do it for the rest of these, who's going to do it? One thing that my wife and I have not done through the years. By the knowledge we had in the grace of God is to stick up for our kids when they were wrong. God give us a burden. Prevail. Amen. Praise God. We still have a few copies of Brother Baxter's End Time magazine. When you're done with yours, if you wouldn't mind passing it around uh, to someone else, the new July apostolic accent is up here. Let's stand together. Brother Dwayne Sparks needs some men to work Tuesday night. How many of you, brethren, would be available to work Tuesday night in the work crew One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, that's good. Praise God. Brother Dwayne? You need what? Ladies to sign up for a meal. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. Praise God. It's been a great day today. Excellent day today. Hallelujah. Brother Jay, dismiss us in prayer. God give you a good week.